When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Fenway Rundown, the premier podcast for all things Boston Red Sox. You know, people harp on the last place thing, but essentially what's important is the record. If the Red Sox want people to start thinking the ownership cares, then maybe they should talk. This is the Fenway Rundown, brought to you by Mass Live. Here are your hosts, Chris Cotillo and Sean McAdam. Talk about Fenway Rundown history. Uh, we said this morning this was the first Saturday emergency episode in history. We now come to you with the second. This is even more historic because Sean McAdam is on the road covering the Bruins tonight. The first Fenway Rundown where Sean's been behind the wheels. So, big day, but it's worth it as Chris Sale has been traded to the Braves in a shocker. Before we get going, Sean is going to tell you about our Insider Text program, and then we're going to give you our quick thoughts and emergency pod form on this deal. Yep, as there has never been a better day to be a Insider Text subscriber, Chris, because so much has happened, as you noted, in the last 24 hours, and people in the Insider Text program have an opportunity to vent, to give their opinion, to ask questions, to get some clarification from you, from me, from Chris Smith. So it's a great time to join. And to do so, all you have to do is text the word JOIN to 617-751-6257 and then uh, click the link to subscribe. 14-day trial period, you know the drill. Then $4.99 a month thereafter. We think it's more than worth your while, as we said, especially on days like today. That is the impressiveness to be behind the wheel, to be operating a motor vehicle and still drop the ad read is, to me, what sets Sean McAdam apart from the crowd. Sean, I've been covering the Red Sox now six years. I think this is the most shocking trade they've made in that time. Um, When the news came out, and for anyone who hasn't seen it, don't know how that's possible, Chris Sale goes to the Braves along with $17 million in cash for Vaughn Grissom, infielder, young, 22 years old, six years of control, looks like the Red Sox second baseman of the future. Uh, I think, as we talked about today with Giolito, that was a chalk move. We expected it, had seen it coming for a while, a guy they'd been linked to. Chris Sale being traded, uh, this came out of nowhere to me, and uh, I kind of gasped when I saw the news a little earlier. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone had this on their offseason bingo card, Chris. Uh, and if they say they do, they're probably lying. Uh, as I wrote earlier this afternoon, I think when a new uh, head of baseball operations arrives to a club, almost anything can happen. Uh, there isn't that same history or emotional tie to prospects, to players on the major league roster. He has no loyalties here, and so he can start fresh and act without any sentiment. And that's what Craig Breslow has done in moving Chris Sale to the Atlanta Braves today. Um, it, 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 uh, in some respects, it makes a lot of sense. In others, it, it, uh, it makes you scratch your head a little bit. We'll get into various aspects of that. But 
I, I think your take is correct. This, uh, it, it is not hyperbole to say that this is a shocking move on the part of the Red Sox. I think what you're alluding to there, and my takeaway number one, is that you're plugging one hole, Von Grissom, as your second baseman, and you're opening up another one in a rotation that you enter the winter as your biggest glaring hole. Giolito obviously fills one spot, but as Giolito slides in, Chris Sale slides out, and now you're back to a mix of Bayo, Giolito, question marks abound with Whitlock, Hauk, Pavetta, Crawford, Winkowski, outside edition A, outside edition B, outside whatever it is. And I just think, you know, that uh, subtracting from the rotation group obviously was not was something that we expected there. Um, first takeaway is definitely more rotation moves coming. They clear up. In terms of the money and the complicated CBT calculations, they save $8.6 million against the CBT next year. That's basically, you know, sales salary that they're taking on, um, or his full salary minus what they're taking on. So that eight point six can be devoted to another piece of the roster. And my guess, after looking at this, is that that will be starting pitching. Takeaway number two when it comes to starting pitching and how these all fit together, as others have pointed out, you add Grissom to a mix of young position players that includes Nick York, Marcelo Meyer uh, in the outfield, Roman Anthony, some other young infielders. We saw Valdez and Hamilton last year and in the outfield, Abreu, Duran, Rafaela, like we talked about this morning. Craig Breslow has said time and time again he wants a more equal group of talented young position players and talented young pitchers. And the first young, controllable, upside guy he adds is a position player. So to me, it means all those guys are on high alert to be traded, especially when it comes to Meyer and York in the middle infield. And this increases to me the opportunity to get a controllable starting pitcher like we talked about earlier, whether it's dealing from the outfield surplus or now what looks like an infield surplus too. Yeah, and I I think it's important to emphasize here that while they are saving and getting out from underneath $8.5 or $6 million on sale, uh, it is not a salary dump because they are taking back $17 million of that, even if it helps them a little bit in the CBT calculation. They're still essentially on the hook for about three quarters of sales salary. So if you're thinking, oh, they just traded a $25.5 million player, that means they're going to go in on Montgomery or Snell. No, it doesn't, because there is a lot of money attached to this deal, as you said, $17 million. So three quarters of that has already been sunken and is part of lost money for the 24 payroll. It doesn't mean that they're not going to add pitching. In fact, you and I believe, and it's kind of common sense, that there still has to be more when you take Chris Sale away, even given all the question marks about his durability and health going forward. He was going to be not only part of the rotation, but you'll recall in the closing weeks of the season, Alex Cora anointed him as opening day starter for 2024. That's obviously not going to happen, but uh, somebody has to take that uh, honorarium and somebody has to fill that spot uh, in the rotation and we'll see how they do that whether it's trade or free agency but it's unlikely to be a big spend in free agency again because only about a quarter of sales money is go- is uh, is being offloaded this is the most baseball writery way to put how they could come up with this return but sean have you ever gone on the marriott site and tried to book with cash and points combined for a room 
because that is exactly what the Red Sox find themselves doing um, with this, with trying to, you know, find the right sliding scale of how much of a prospect are we getting get getting back versus how much in a, in a prospect he doesn't have prospect status anymore. He's played enough in the majors in Grissom, but point stands. How much talent are we going to get versus money back? And we saw the flip side of this by the Dodgers taking on $16 million a year for David Price. A few years ago in the Mookie Betts trade, the Red Sox got lesser in terms of prospects. This time, you know, the Red Sox were willing to pay $17 million to get a better guy in Grissom. If they were willing to pay the whole $27.5 million, they'd probably get somebody even better. If they were willing to pay a million or $2 million, they would get, you know, somebody worse. So, it's a sliding scale of, uh, you know, this price at this player, this price at this player. And in Grissom, they get a guy with upside who probably slots in at second base. Sean, two questions for you. Two things you touched on in your column that just went live on Mass Live. Um, and I, well, one you're going to be writing about, I know. Just number one, the whole Chris Sale had to waive his no trade clause to make this deal happen. What that says about him and the Red Sox, I think it's pretty obvious. And number two, how you square Chris Sale's legacy here to me? Uh, there's kind of two chapters of it: an unbelievably good one and a disappointing one that uh, I look at to be through no fault of his own. Yeah, let, let's take them one at a time, Chris. One is Sale's allowance of this trade that is waiving his ten five rights to enable the trade to go through because he had spent ten years, more than ten years in the big leagues, and more than five with the Red Sox. He had the ability to refuse any trade. He obviously gave his go-ahead for this. I think that says a couple of things. One is, as you hinted at, he feels he has a much better chance at a second World Series ring if he goes to Atlanta than if he stayed with the Red Sox this year and potentially into 25. Because how, how, how could he not, right? How could he not? Right. Uh, it, it, that much is obvious. The Braves have been among the two or three best teams in the last six years, you would put them up with the Astros and Dodgers as the most consistent winners. Every year, it's legitimate to say that the Braves are World Series contenders. They've had some difficulty getting knocked out early in the playoffs, as the Dodgers have. But if you're looking at you know, the end of March through October, the Braves have the ability to win 100 games and go deep in the postseason every year. That obviously appealed to Sale. I think geography also played a role here. We know how important it was for Sale to be able to go home every night in spring training as he could with the Red Sox to go from Fort Myers to Naples about a half-hour drive away. This is a little longer now to be in Northport, which would be about a 75-minute drive from Naples, but still doable for sale on most nights and the combination of going to a World Series contender and still not being too far from home for the six or seven weeks of spring training was probably a pretty tough combination for him to beat. Yeah, well, and, and as far let me just, as far let me as just his, say on, on that topic quickly, uh, he, Alex Anthopoulos already said today that Sale was asking already if he could go today to the Northport complex and start throwing. That's another big aspect of it is the access to the team facility during the winter. He was at JetBlue Park all the time, and I'm sure we'll be at uh, the Atlanta facility too. Now on the legacy part. Yeah, um, uh, you, you do have to uh, um, sort of split for Sale's time in Boston in half. The first two years, which were incredible, with 59 starts, 
and uh, I, I think uh, 30 or so wins in those first two years and an ERA of about 2.5. Not the greatest production in the postseason either time. Um, he had some issues in 2018 that limited his effectiveness in October, though everybody remembers him closing out the World Series in Dodger Stadium in Game 5 when they didn't want to go to Kimbrell. They instead went to Sale for the final three outs, and he looked like his dominant self with that wipeout slider, uh, just grinding Manny Machado into the ground for that final strike. Those two years were terrific, and the Red Sox would give up Michael Kopech and uh, Yohan Moncada for those two years a hundred times over. After that, it gets trickier because Dave Dombrowski gave him the contract extension toward the end of 2019 spring training and sale combined in his last five years made 56 starts or three fewer than he had in his first two. That to me says it all about the second part of Chris Sale's stay in Boston. He couldn't stay on the mound. He missed an entire year, of course, with Tommy John. He missed a good portion of the next season with Tommy John. And in 22, the run of, uh, of injuries to him would have been comical if they weren't so tragic for him. It was one thing after another, from the broken rib in spring training, to the broken pinky at Yankee Stadium, second start back, to the fractured wrist with the bike accident. Uh, he, he had a black cloud following him around that time. That year, it was almost totally lost. And that's sort of emblematic of Chris Sale's stay with the Red Sox post-extension. And as I wrote, if you're wondering why John Henry is still skittish about uh, giving nine-figure deals to veteran pitchers, Look no further than the deal given to Chris Sale five years ago. Uh, it did produce the best quote of Heimblum's tenure. If someone knows where the he where the Chris Sale voodoo doll is, please return it to us as early as possible. Speaking of quotability, media wise, I think uh, Chris Sale's as good as anybody that uh, has come through in the last five or six years. Accountable, uh, sometimes to a fault. My one of the favorites being. Uh, apologizing on behalf of his family and saying he was uh, embarrassing to his family after a bad start in Baltimore. I wouldn't have taken it that far, but that's how serious he took it. A uh, good guy, a competitor who uh, was really, really good with us. And as I texted in our group chat, for the media purposes, losing him and Alex Verdugo in the same offseason is not hashtag good for business because those guys produced some of the better quotes from a Red Sox perspective. Uh, just creates another hole in the rotation, as I said. Uh, Grissom? Yeah, and, you know, on, on that subject, Chris, I, I think that there is I, – I cannot think of an athlete in Boston in recent history whose perception from the perspective of the fan base and his actual persona could have been more disparate and more um, – you know, ill-fitting, too many fans thought this guy was laughing all the way to the bank while he was making the money and being sidelined by injuries. Uh, you and I know differently. We're not here to tell people how to root or for whom to root. But I will say Chris Sale was as competitive and professional as an athlete can be. And and I, I would... 
Uh, I would say that having covered Major League Baseball for 35 years, having occasionally dabbled in the other sports as I'm doing tonight at the Garden, uh, Chris Sale desperately wanted to perform well and wanted to win. And the fact that he was not in position to do so so much since uh, since 2020 ate at him uh, and uh, created great turmoil from him. Fans thinking that he was uh, feeling as though he was getting away with some con job could not be more wrong in that regard. Yeah, I remember the day at Yankee Stadium uh, at the right before the All-Star break last year when he broke his pinky and just the way he was in the clubhouse like seriously this is happening again like I, I thought I was past this you know I think the start before he said well I'm not broken anymore and there he was broken again and you know to me that was one of the saddest moments I can remember you know on the beat non-death involved in the last couple of years like just this guy like you know these are guys we cover we have close relationships with some not with others but just knowing everything he'd been through you know that was one of the tougher moments and look I said I've said this on the pod 15 times before. He showed upside again last year. He showed the ceiling again last year. The Braves clearly thought that, or they wouldn't have been interested at all. You know, Craig Breslow said he's fully healthy. There's no reason to think that you know we can have to pencil him in for fewer than you know 25, 30 starts. Maybe that's just you know supporting your player publicly. I guess in the antithesis of what Brian Cashman did with Stanton, or maybe it's what they believe, you know, like he does not have lingering injuries. It's always a freak thing that pops up. Um, but until it happens, the guy is, you know, theoretically a hundred percent as he ages, that'll obviously be a big question for the Braves. Um, but again, one of the shocking trades in recent Red Sox memory. Um, and we will continue covering it on mass live. Craig Breslow will be speaking later tonight. We'll have that covered on the site and Sean, one more time, our Insider Text program. Absolutely. A great day to join Insider Text to keep up with all the stuff that's been going on the last 24 to 48 hours. It's a simple thing to do. Text the word join to 617-751-6257 and then click the link to subscribe. 14-day free trial period, four ninety nine a month after that. We think you'll enjoy it. Have some fun with us. So many people have told us how much they like being part of this community, uh, and, I, and we think that you'll enjoy it, too. I was going to say next week you'll hear from us again, but at this point, we'll probably talk to you about 8 o'clock tonight. This has been the Fenway Rundown. This has been the Fenway Rundown, brought to you by Mass Live.